The Guardian. The Guardian has partnered with audible.co.uk to offer listeners a free audiobook if you sign up for a two-week trial of their service. Audible has 40,000 titles available to download. For all the details, follow the links at guardian.co.uk slash audible. Hello, I'm Matt Wells. Coming up on this week's Media Talks, first it was a newspaper, then it became a viewspaper. Now it's the iPaper. We give our verdict on the Independence' latest iteration. Also in the podcast, we need to strike a balance. We want to appeal right across the generations with what we offer. We would get it out of kilter if we started driving the audience younger. We hear what Radio 2 boss Bob Shannon thinks about his older listeners. Plus, we analyse the latest set of Rajar results. And Melissa leaves The Apprentice, but will she wreak her revenge? Some people have set out to get me and they've succeeded. Karmically, they will be retributed. The universe speaks louder than I do, and that's as simple as that. This is Media Talk from The Guardian. Now we're back in the studio after our jaunt up north, and like Gary Glitter said, it's good to be back. Here with me in the studio, I have Media Guardian columnist Maggie Brown and the Observer's Media Editor James Robinson. Good to see you both. Maggie, um, you were with us in uh, Salford. Are you happy to be back in Dulwich? I certainly am. Le- leafy Dulwich rather leafy than... Dulwich. Although I just sat out on the canal side at um, King's Place because I thought I needed a little bit of bracing fresh air. Right, it's quite leafy out here. Um, James, you've, uh, well, you're, supposed to, you, you're supposed to be in the last days of training Correct. For uh, the New York Marathon. But? But I have a stress fracture of my left foot, a metatarsal. Is this, uh, the, is this the David Beckham? Yeah, I mean, it's a, you know, it's a tiny crack rather than a, a, a terrible break, but it is enough to. So you're, to ha- you're out of the race? I'm out. We're a man down. It's a tragedy. <laughs> After three months of sobriety, I am. Three months gonna, of sobriety? Well, virtual sobriety. I'm not going to be getting my medal. I'm no. devastated. I oh, know. Well, anyway, I, you know my sister's competing in the marathon, so I'm going Indeed. as well. So we can just go. Are you still going to go? Let's go out in the town. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm there. Media Talk with Matt Wells on guardian.co.uk. Excellent. Uh, lovely. Now, uh, this week saw the launch of Britain's new first national daily since the Independent stepped onto the scene in 1986. Uh, and indeed, the new kid on the block is the little brother of the Indy. At 20 pence, I has been conceived as a paper for the time poor, but information hungry. And uh, first impressions have been quite positive. Uh, so have Messrs Lebedev, Kellner and Mullins hit on the winning formula? Or is it madness to launch a new title into this dismal market? I'm rustling it. Um, there's not... It's it's not much to rustle because it's quite thin, it's but I mean, it's meant to be thin. Yes, so thin. what do you what did you think? Maggie? Well, of course, I'm one of the founder uh, members of the original You're Independent a media editor. Uh, yes, I was 26 yeah. years ago, and um, I left, in fact, the Guardian for the Independent. So I've watched it with kind of uh, increasing kind of a sense of, I suppose, detachment over the past few years as it's done all these different sort of U-turns in, a, in an attempt to keep going. I think, uh, well, I'm actually I'm divided. I, I'll, I'll be absolutely honest. Firstly, I'm really pleased that somebody's trying an experiment in, in the market, in, in the newspaper market, in this sort of compact tabloid area for, for young commuters, really. That's what it's about. It probably does take somebody like Lebedev, somebody outside to come in and take a, a, a view on how you can maybe increase your advertising income, which is really what this is about. So what he's doing is he's kind of learned some messages, hasn't he, from the uh, standard. By 20p, the eye is available on newsstands and in shops, so it, it, he hasn't got a distribution problem, and I assume the shops are keeping the full cover price. So it's out there. Um, then he's hoping to build... Uh, the, 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 the distribution is supposed to be around 220,000, 240,000. So he's hoping, obviously, to have an incremental 
uh, increase in overall impact by adding together the independent at a pound and the I, which is basically recycling mm. copy he already has in his system. If you read it, you know, some of the columnists are day late, some stories are day late. I mean, the story on the front page yesterday was about the poor old Exmoor stag that may or may not have been shot. And I mean, I'd read that the day before. So, but you know, uh, if, if you're sitting on a train or you, you just want something that's a little bit different, then uh, I guess you might pick it up. And Maggie mentioned the advertisers, James, and the advertisers do seem to quite like it. Yeah, there was positive reaction. I mean, I agree with Maggie. Um, there's a, innovation is to be applauded, really. All innovation in this sphere, in the newspaper sphere. And the, the, the media buyers have been enthused, actually, genuinely mm. enthused, which is, uh, which is good because it is... I mean, I think it's a good product. I like it. Yeah, um, I, mean, I, I can't say I'm enjoying reading. This is why I'm, I'm in two halves mm, about no, it. I think it's good. I can't, I, but then it's not aimed at me. You know, I'm too old for it. Um, I tried it out on my daughter, who's 25, mm. and is commuting in and out to her advertising agency in London. And uh, she hasn't really... Uh, picked it up. She she picks up the standard, but is inclined to throw it away because she's busy on her iPhone. I couldn't say what else she's yeah, doing. Computer. <laughs> but but you know, nonetheless, let's let's give credit where credit's due. I think it's that. A, um, uh, I mean, the thing exercise. that I the thing that I wonder, wondered about it. I wondered whether it was twenty p better than the Metro. Um, well, yeah, exactly. I, I mean, it, it probably is a fifth as bad as the Independent. Okay, but it, <laughs> is it twice as good as the Metro? I don't know. Um, <laughs> That's the thing, isn't it? I mean, it sort of falls between two stores. Because the thing is, you yeah. have to go into... The, I'm not sure that it's the cover price that, that is the issue. It could be 10p, 30p, 50p. I'm not sure yeah. that would make any difference. It could be 5p. It's, yeah, I mean, it's, it's the physical act of going yeah. into the newsagent or to the yeah. newsstand that people exactly. have lost and don't do. Now. They're out of the habit and the mental, yeah. that mental leap of actually parting with cash and making the effort, as you say, to walk into a newsagent or even stop and buy it at mm. a stall. You know, it's, that's the thing yeah. that's been lost. So why not, Whether, it, why not give it away then? Well, they might, mightn't they? Who knows? I mean, but there's a theory they might distribution network well, they'd have to get them out there the yeah, other thing but they do that with the standard remember yeah, and they, but and why they... would they want to do it twice well you could get the same people don't you yeah. think it's a bit crafty too because actually um if they bring in stefano hadfield who's the former editor of the london paper which i was a great fan of and it's sort of going out sort mm. of attitude well there's rumors of this if it, rumors i'm I not saying it's been confirmed now has it been yeah, confirmed yeah. right out of the presses yeah. well therefore in a, in a way um he's not exactly doing a free newspaper but he's not, and he's, but he is resurrecting a little bit too of the London paper type yeah. of um, well, it's approach, definitely got, it's got is, quite a lot of London fun. paper about it. It's it a personality. It's got personality, and mm. you know, I think uh, I mean it'd just be interesting if you know maybe I know it seems extreme, but maybe they will end up killing off the independent completely in three years' time. And if this sold, you know, five hundred thousand copies or exceeded their wildest expectations. It may be a, be a way of letting them staying in but the market. But surely, moment. what we've seen with the the whole of the thing about Times Two and bringing back a two part paper is that the, the newspaper market for paid papers is made up of many parts, and all of the people who are protesting, as far as I could see, about the Times not being in two sections anymore, were people who didn't seem to rush out to work. In other words, they were the the older readers who would sit at. They were talking. If you read the, what they were saying, they were sitting at their breakfast table and sharing out the papers. Well, you mm. know, people who rush off to work to be somewhere running and or doing whatever they're doing at nine o'clock they're not actually sitting at the breakfast table i suspect so this may be a sign really of segment i've got a breakfast table to sit at i don't don't know anyone who does anymore well Um, i do because i because i work from home so i understand that sort of mentality the other thing is you know I mean, if you ever get newspapers uh, uh, handed to you, you'll know that The Guardian's tried out G2 uh, and other 
cut down versions, uh, asking people to sample it. Like Open oh, uh, yes. 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 the newspapers handed to you on the, on the street. Yes. You mean? But I mean, it kind of builds okay. up your kind of interest in the Guardian. Yeah, it, it does. So, sample a little bit. So, yeah. in other words, I'm, I don't know what I'm trying to say is I don't know whether people will actually then maybe graduate from I to the Independent or indeed link them in yeah. any way. I'm, I'm not sure the book. I mean, there's not much evidence of Metro, for instance, Metro readers graduating to the mail. And I think that was the hope initially, but we'll, well see. Well, there's not the same connection, is there? But um, but I wonder what the effect on the market will be because will other papers follow suit? Will there be a I don't know a, a G and a T? The Guardian yeah. is perfectly poised to, um, to to appeal to the very same market. Mm. So and the Times, you know, I mean, the Times doesn't react, sit back and let competitors try new things and steal their sales without reacting i mean this this is the one of the, the this is one of the difficulties with this paper is it it does compete with every title it competes with the tabloids the mid markets the quality press they all it could take sales off all of them yeah. so it's made a it, it's now made an enemy in a sense of all these commercial groups which yes. is great yeah. which is it's fun isn't it but i thought uh, the only bit, bits i didn't quite like about it were um i didn't i'm not sure about all these matrixes that's no, all over the place and um because i quite like the front that has you know a collection of stories and uh, well it doesn't have any stories it just has pictures and headlines and, and then you get another load of pictures and headlines on page two and three and it's like page five before you actually get to any anything to read but i mean that's my mm. only my only my it's a minor gripe and it's a design thing isn't it they can fix that well i hate this trend as well that they've embraced of selling an expensive advert on the back because i know they can get a good price for the back rather the than back. the sport on the yeah. back you know you can, uh, no, the sport matrix on page three. <laughs> the sport matrix I, do you know what i really love my favorite favorite bit of it if i can find it is the weather the weather is is the most brilliant weather page I've ever seen on, on and it's worth the 20p in itself it's they, yeah. um, they, they they do the cities and they, they do little drawings of see this Birmingham there's your, your ah, yeah, yeah, there's, there's the bull ring and the, there's a little cartoon drawing of, of Birmingham and then look there's a little picture of rain ra- raining on it <laughs> that's great yeah great I love it uh, there we are that's the, that's the eye um, uh, just very briefly it's not the only new title out this week um, uh, Barrow Media has also launched a new male version of Grazia called uh, Gazetta it's got seven in the middle. It's funny how they've done it. Um, it's probably something, something to do with David Beckham. Anyway, Manchester City manager Roberto Mancini is on the cover, looking very elegant. Um, it's more your thing, James, than, my, than mine on Maggie's. Yeah. Will, it, will it be in your, no, it be in no. your man bag? I'm not sure it will, actually. I mean, all this men's stuff, all the, like the men's hour on Radio 4, and I was thinking, you know, for me, men's hour is, there's already a men's hour on BBC One, it's match of the day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but well, I am like unreconstructed. Well, like Jeremy, Jeremy Clarkson, no doubt. Yeah, probably. Yeah. 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 All right, so uh, not one for you. Uh, you can read more about Gazetta, I, and the rest of Fleet Street uh, on mediaguardian.co.uk. I'm Matt Wells, you're listening to Media Talk, and it's time to get our teeth into some of the other media headlines of the last seven days. We'll start with the BBC. Uh, a week has gone by before your li- uh, since your licence fee outrage in last week's podcast. Maggie, have you calmed down at all? Uh, no, well, I haven't what, actually. Your, uh, well, I mean, my, my calm considered view, uh, considered view um, is that uh, the BBC ran for the money. Um, I, I think I've been looking back at what Sir Michael Lyons said a year ago about how uh, an open letter to licence fee payers about how it would be wrong for the BBC to be forced to pay for regional news because top slicing, uh, they've consulted uh, a representative uh, number of of licence fee payers and they've come out strongly against top slicing. Uh, A year on, that's all forgotten. So I think we've seen an absence of a strong chairman of the BBC in all of this, able to stand up to the government. Um, there's been, I, as I've run into quite senior um, BBC people during the past week, um, I've, I've just been noticing how shell shocked they are. 
uh, and not at all certain about how these cuts are going to play. The, the real impact, though, of course, doesn't really start to play for another two and a half years, as Mark Thompson has been uh, saying. And I suspect the, um, the, the, the business of actually reorganising the BBC is going to fall on somebody else's shoulders. Well, Mark, Mark Thompson and other senior ex- executives, James, have been going around saying that it was the you know, best deal in bad circumstances and, you know, and, and actually it was a victory and it could have been a total disaster. Had they been yeah, there. maybe. I mean, I think that's a bit lame in a way, actually. I know they've been trying to spin it like that because that, that almost that suggests that the, the circumstances, they, they, they have contributed to shaping the very circumstances that they're talking about. I mean, you can't just you know, exactly. detach yourself like that. They're, they're in, they have to take responsibility stewards. for that. Poor stewards and, uh, BBC. Yeah, I mean, in a way, I think, I mean, you know, I, I wish I'd heard, I, I must listen to your rant, mm. Maggie, Maggie Gate, because I haven't <laughs> actually caught it yet, but I think I, I, I am in... Well, you've got a flavour of it then. Yeah, a flavour of a quieter <laughs> version. I'm, I'm, in, I'm in a complete agreement, actually. But one actually. of the things that really infuriates me about Mark Thompson... Here we go. Um, ...is that uh, he's, he's arguing in Ariel that it doesn't really matter that the licence fee payer... Um, is going to pay for the world service and, and monitoring, and, and uh, because they pay for the, pay for these things already through their taxes, so what's the difference? Uh, they're just paying for it through the license fee, and in one sentence, he's basically undermining the entire the, well, exactly. Well, yeah, in fact, though, I mean, I'm, I'm pretty sure most. In fact, I think he's pointed this out that most license fee payers probably think they already do pay for the BBC World <laughs> yes, Service through the licence yes. fee. But, yeah, no, but, you're right. But it monitoring, does make monitoring is sort of well, a level, yeah, um, you know, right. intelligence I think, gathering. I think what, about, uh, the, what about fallout on in, um, uh, uh, over, the, over the office dike, um, uh, which is the, which S4C. Is the S4C, yeah, which well, is not, uh, no, not one of our friends in, in, uh, in you know, I don't know I'm just going to not go there. Um, uh, uh, but, I can tell you they're furious. I was on an hour-long yes. uh, phone-in uh, earlier this week. And the, boys I was also, up, the boys are up in arms. Uh, well, the Welsh-speaking lot yes. are, certainly. Mm. In one sense, I think quite a lot of them didn't realise how much uh, money was actually going in. Yeah. And uh, so their, their anger is really directed at this high-handed uh, approach by London and the humiliation that's been here. And, and Jeremy Hunt compounded the error, didn't he, at the dispatch box earlier this mm. week when he said that uh, Herefordshire was in Wales, <laughs> yes. which was, went down really well. Yes, absolutely. OK, um, uh, there we are. We'll, uh, we'll leave all the... No, we'll see how that all tumbles out in the next uh, week uh, and month, weeks and months. Uh, Virgin, uh, meet the, they've rolled out their new superfast broadband. Well, they claim to have... I, I'm supposed to be on their superfast broadband, but it's, I don't know what, what it is now. 50, 50, what is it? 50 megabits 50 meg. per second, isn't it? Um, but uh, Chief Executive Neil Burkett says the BBC should help pick up the tab. Uh, he's also crossed with uh, Ofcom's decision not to investigate UView, by the way. UView is uh, uh, sort of passed under the, under the radar a bit. It's the, it's the Project Canvas. It's what used to be called Project Canvas. It does look as if it's it's going to go, uh, go ahead without, without yeah. any probing from Ofcom. Um, yeah, I mean, it's the future of telly, isn't it? The whole, the final, what we've been talking about for years, the convergence finally mm. of TV and the internet and uh, a fantastic product. But, you know, obviously there are competitors which are going to be very, are going to find it very tough when it's industry endorsed and supported and funded. Yes. Uh, Equivalent alternative, which is going to become the benchmark. Other other channel aggregators are out there, yeah, but not for long. The great gamble here is that the seven partners have invested in their formula in a year, but it's a bit like Freeview. They're hoping that they're going to have the same success and impact. This is uh, Freeview for the internet age. Uh, the issue is whether they can get the technology translated into set top boxes fast enough by next year. And also that the, the price is right and that they are able to actually project manage it. Uh, and they may or may not be able to do so. They've got 100 or so 
technical uh, experts over at White City working away like crazy on the actual technology mm. side of things. And there are all sorts of promises that, for example, people will be driven to it because of it's free and th- th- they'll want to get all of the extra things that are available for the Olympics in 2012. They're greatly pinning their hopes, and this is, I think, a kind of BBC-induced um, kind of marketing view, uh, on the Olympics and it, and it taking off and mm. um, it's spreading. Well, and people will trust it as well. And people that's will the trust point. it, yes. Exactly. Um, I mean, no wonder. I mean, it's very interesting. I was listening to Kip Meek, the chairman of it yesterday, and he's actually saying, yes, we are very, very competitive. And, of course, Virgin and B-Sky-B don't like it because we're going to be so comp- competitive with them. You know, they're in for a fight. All right. Um, uh, well, we're speaking of the uh, media regulator, uh, and they're getting rid of 170 jobs. As our friend Steve Ackerman uh, tweeted, one in five jobs to go at Ofcom, not many people likely to solve. Um, there's not going to be much tear, well, many tears. I mean, there are, when regulators shed jobs, are yeah. there ever any tears? No, I don't. But, and if they do, you know, if the Tories make good on their promise to remove all policymaking functions from Ofcom, you know, a fifth of people at Ofcom well, just spend their time doing the just that. They? So, yeah, it's transferred back. Yeah. Some no, of that will be transferred no, back to Whitehall. it's not as simple as that because they're, they're I slashing... I knew it wouldn't be. They're, they're slashing the numbers at the DCMS, who were never very strong on policy or anything else, but they're going to be even weaker now. Well, we just learned we don't need all these policy people. We did a licence fee deal in three days yes, instead right. of a year. And I say hurrah for that. <laughs> yes, this is, <laughs> this is James's Daily Mail instinct, so coming out now. We'll, uh, we'll just wrap that up there. Uh, more on all these stories at mediaguardian.co.uk. Last week's show came live from the radio festival, but because of the licence fee freeze, we ripped up our planned running order and decided to hold on to a few of our interviews from uh, up there in Salford. One of them was with Bob Shannon, the controller of Radio 2 and 6 Music, uh, though in a parallel universe, of course, he would still be overseeing things at Channel 4 Radio, uh, but never mind. Uh, anyway, much of the talk up there was how Radio 2's audience was too young and the station was positioning itself post-Wogan into territory uh, where it had no right to be. Here's what Shannon had to say in his defence. Well, the average age of the Radio 2 audience is 51. Uh, the average age of the Radio 2 audience when I arrived was 51, and I think about five years ago it was 51. I think that's a pretty good average age for Radio 2, which is aimed at people aged between 35 and infinity. Um, so I'm quite happy with where it is, and the BBC Trust is quite happy with where the, the average age of the audience is. They just don't want it to get younger. And, and you're committed to that. And, and absolutely, we're committed to that, and we don't want to get younger. We need to strike a balance. We want to appeal right across the generations with what we offer, and I think we would get it out of kilter if we started driving the audience younger. But hasn't the, the hiring of, in particular, Chris Evans, um, made that more difficult? Well, you know, Chris, Chris the, the, the age uh, of Chris's audience is pretty similar to, to Terry's. Um, it was the same when Jeremy Vine, who was a, a 30-something, took over from the octogenarian Jimmy Young. And actually, the audience age remained exactly the same as it had with Jimmy Young. Um, I don't think the audience is particularly bothered by the age of the presenters. What matters much more is the quality of what they broadcast. It's not a science. This is, this is something that is quite touchy-feely. And what you need is presenters who are, A, excellent, and, B, very conscious of that responsibility. And that's what Chris Evans is. Uh, you've changed two big presenters on Radio 2. You've replaced two men with men. Are you happy about the gender balance on Radio 2 among the presenters? Well, I'm, I'm happy that we've got uh, uh, Chris Evans on breakfast, Simon Mayo on drive time. You uh, could have had Lisa Tarbuck on Saturday mornings. And I'm happy we've got Graham Norton 
I think that uh, I'm very conscious of the need for radio to to be very careful and mindful to address that imbalance. Uh, we have brought Zoe Ball and Joe Wiley to the network quietly, but they both have a home on Radio 2 now, and they both clearly have the potential to do more in the future. Uh, we've also got people like Lisa uh, ar- around the, the uh, fringes of the schedule, and there will be more. Uh, so that's all right then. Uh, that's Bob Shannon, uh, their controller of Radio 2, uh, being all touchy-feely and saying that his uh, audience aspirations were to infinity. John Plunkett, our radio correspondent, was listening to infinity and beyond. That's right. Yeah, Buzz Lightyear. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing like aiming high. Yes. Uh, well, um, I mean, you, one, what do you make of that? Well, I was going to say, you could say Chris Evans has done his bit for shedding younger listeners uh, in today's uh, radio figures. He's uh, <laughs> probably lost some, lost some older listeners as well. I see you've got your charts with you. I have got my charts here, yes, if only I could show you my pointer. <laughs> um, but uh, yes, in the, in the latest figures, um, Evans was, I guess, one of the big losers. It's, it's hard to say that someone with 8 million listeners is a, is a loser, so it's, it's, all, you know, it's all qualified, of course. Yeah. But um, he's down to 8.1 million listeners at Radio 2 Breakfast, which means, in essence, that he's lost all the listeners, about 1.4 million of them, that he gained after he took over from Terry Wogan. Right. So, so do you think that Shannon, Shannon will be worried about that? Or, you know, it's a bit of a marker, you want to watch that, do you? Yeah, I think he probably won't want it to go um, any lower, yes. I'm, I'm guessing it went up so much. Everyone was absolutely taken aback when he, when he piled on those, um, uh, those more than one million listeners in, in just three months. Uh, that was a result, probably, of the marketing campaign. And a lot of people were tuned in to find out what he was like. People mm. remembered him like I did from the, from the 90s and, and now people are tuning out again but um what he's got to do is kind of find his level and find out what evan's natural audience is will it yeah. be as high as wogan's was or, or will it go down further meanwhile uh, talk sport doing very well it did it did very well yeah it was up uh, up 20 percent quarter on quarter and also well uh, the, i is, should say so that, again this is relative because because this is uh, on pretty poor previous quarters isn't it it's actually been going up uh, fairly steadily over the last few years. Right. So um, it was up um, from about 2.6 million last time around 12 months ago to 2.9 million this time. So that, I think they're delighted with that, yeah. Uh, and they've also doubled the amount of live Premier League football they have. But this, um, this quarter actually only touches a, a few of those games. So they'll be expecting maybe to go through the 3 million barrier uh, next time around, which would be quite something. It's, it's the highest that talk sport. Uh, has ever been, including its, un- its incarnation as talk radio. So that's going back to the mid-90s. Yes, and uh, an absolute, which, uh, which had, did have um, uh, some, some really poor res- results recently, they've gone up a bit as well, haven't they? That's yeah. it, yeah, that is, that is bouncing back. And I think absolute is saying that um, it's their best results for something like four and a half years. But I think that's if you well, include the various spin stations. Pretty damn shocking before. I mean, they, they, they just went off a cliff when, uh, when, when, when they re- uh, rebranded as Absolute from Virgin. So, they did. But they, did. they seem to be out, out of the woods. Yeah, and they're being helped by their digital stations, Absolute yeah. 80s, Absolute 90s, Absolute Infinities, possibly, <laughs> if they take their lead from Bob Shenner. Yes. So uh, a bit like ITV, their, uh, their main channel has, has, has lost but they're making it up with, uh, with spin-off digital stations. Which is the strategy, though, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, um, it is indeed. Uh, uh, DAB share of the audience has dropped too, which is not good news for the radio industry. It it's, did, me- it's meant to be going up. It is meant to be going up. It's a funny old thing, yes. Um, and in fact, if you look at uh, analogue listening, um, radio chiefs and the government will be hoping that people are sort of switching off their, their FM uh, and AM and switching to digital. But in fact, um, AM and FM listening is going up. It was 66.1% of total listening this time last year. Uh, so it's gone from 66.1 to 67.6. So uh, we're actually listening to more analogue radio than, than we did before. We're also <laughs> listening to more digital, but right. share-wise... The pie is bigger, though. The pie the is getting bigger. The whole pie is bigger. Yeah. But they're trying to get digital yeah. share up to 50%. Share yeah. of total listening up to 50% before we can start talking in earnest about digital switchover. But in fact, 
at the moment, as far as DAB is concerned, it's, it's going the other way. This so, is the, I mean, this is the. It's just this is not doing. They're not doing well, Maggie, are they? This is. They were talking about this at the, the, the radio press. Indeed, they were. Uh, they, they kind of need a Rupert Murdoch, don't they? Of digital radio, to sort of force people to somehow, you know, adopt. Well, it was meant to be Channel Four, wasn't it? That's the yeah, thing. It was meant to be, it was meant to be Channel Four. Yeah. 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 Uh, okay. Uh, um, uh, any other highlights in the in the, in the radios? Uh, I liked what was good for Magic. They were back uh, number one, undisputed number one champion of London among the commercial stations. Uh, that's in terms of reach and in, in terms of share. Yeah. Uh, but uh, as far as commercial radio went, it was quite good across the board. They added one percentage point in terms of share, and the BBC lost one percentage point. So the BBC is still 10% ahead of commercial, but it's the narrowest it's been for about three years. So ten, uh, I think a minor pat on the back. 10 percentage points. 10 yes. percentage points, I yes, should make that clear, yes. my bug bear. Right, I okay. thought Radio 3 did really well. Um, it did add a record proms season, I think. So they, they, were, they were up 15% stat fans. Uh, great. Well, you've, you've really, I think you've uh, done well with your stats. Well, you're very kind. Thank More you on mediaguardian.co.uk. Yes, absolutely. Um, I wanted to, um, uh, so you, you might as well stay now. For the, well, now you're very kind, thanks. N- now that you're here. Oh, I've changed my schedule. <laughs> let's, uh, let's <laughs> Hold the champagne tea. <laughs> quickly return to television. I wanted to do a, a run around our, our, our favourites. Uh, is, uh, is anyone watching The Only Way is Essex? Has anyone watched? So, so I, I, I have, no, no, it's all right. You're not. You don't have to have watched it. I'm just asking because um, it's been, you know, it's been all over Twitter. So this is a bit like the UK version of Jersey Shore, is it? That yeah, sort I think of thing? so. And so I put out a tweet saying, "Should I be watching?" The only way is Essex, and and the resp- responses vary from no, not in a million years, to yes, <laughs> it's completely addictive, to uh, yes, but only once. So I thought I thought that was quite a good response. Coming next, only way is Sussex, I think. <laughs> that's the next the, one. That's, that's the next one. <laughs> I, I, I've been watching Pillars of the Earth. Has anybody been watching this extraordinary no, acquisition on Channel Four? It's wonderful. And, uh, and I expect it's, it's you were listening sort of 12th to the century medieval history of the world and a thousand objects as well. Of course, yeah. I was. Mm. Uh, I was going to mention. Do you know the other thing which I think I think is fantastic is um, the cube. The, yes, the, the, I've, oh, I've with been um, that, yes. him, who used to present Jim TV, Philip, Philip, Sco- oh, Philip no, Schofield, and, and and it's it's like the, it's like a modern day Krypton factor. You, you'd you'd like it. I'd like that. I, I think s- you would. <laughs> I was um, big Gordon Burns fan. Uh, yes, and uh, the uh, million pound drop. Two million people. Yes. Two yeah, million I people like watched. The, I, just, I I hate myself for it, but <laughs> I like the million pound drop. Yes, um, but they never get the million. I mean, when they, nobody's ever going to win the the, yeah. the million. Yeah. Are they, it's obviously. an example, though, how patchy Channel 4's performances at the moment. I mean, it's all schedule has some highs and it also has some lows. I mean, I don't know if you've been trying to watch the Gordon Ramsay. That uh, hasn't rated very well at all, has it? One million, one and a half million? Really, really terrible. Um, Notting Hill's and, not been a huge... Yeah. Ramsay's best seven restaurant. Days, seven days, yeah. uh, it's as if Ramsay yeah. suddenly lost it. Uh, yeah. I don't know what's happened. And, uh, and there's really been a big bad. row about Jamie Oliver's 30-minute dinners, which you can't do in 30 minutes, as I read on The Guardian the other, the other day. We, t- we tried to get, all, get everyone to do these recipes, and it's completely impossible. You can't um, even clear up in 30 minutes, according to those, <laughs> those efforts. It took certainly. 35 minutes to what wash up. <laughs> the Apprentice, nice T-shirts they were selling on The Apprentice, um, and uh, who'd have thought that uh, we'd be seeing Nick around uh, Old Compton Street? But uh, thank goodness, most importantly, that uh, that Melissa has gone. Uh, this, this is good news, isn't it, James? Am I yet again the, um, the, the only apprentice? Uh, well, do you know, do you know something? I was talking to Daisy Goodwin about this program because uh, she was on the original when they when they were adapting yeah. it for for UK TV, and she says that um, it's virtually not. Are working around the globe anymore? It, the people have dropped it. We're the only country, really, that are still very big apprentice actually, fans. I, I did actually meet uh, that Philip guy from the northeast who was on and went out with Kate Walsh. Uh, no, he's, he's now he was he was. I think you're getting close to winning, and now he's in manufacturing uh, exercise 
uh, equipment yeah. through, and he's. Uh, this is a really not an interesting story. But I'm just, <laughs> I was going to say, what's going on? No, he's about to strike a million, multi-million pound deal with Argos. Right. He's going to make it big. He is. He, he, he is, really is. He is really yeah. one of the apprentices. But Daisy winners, Goodman, Dave, Daisy Goodwin's theory is that we all like to laugh at these people because we're well, all well, not c- really certainly Melissa. I mean, she was just horrendous. Um, and poor old. Ed, uh, we, we should have a quick. We should mention you have it's not on my list of things to talk about. We should mention Daybreak. Poor, poor old Christine Bleakley. She's getting it in the neck from the um, uh, from the tabloids. Uh, Bleak for Bleakley says the, says the Daily Mail. Uh, her un, unmis- um, her unmistakable toothy grin was on display as usual, but it couldn't. The fact that Christine Bleakley had little to smile about yesterday as Daybreak's ratings hit a new low. Um, Charles has lost his touch, says, says a viewer on an internet message board. There, it's, it's not going well, is it, uh, James? We no, bring we just, you in here. We, no, it is not going well. Um, the thing is, they've, they did that classic mistake where they, they spent all their management time and money, ITV's money, getting the team in place, getting their two big presenters, and then they sort you of thought, well, that's it, the show. They, they didn't, didn't think, think about, about the, the content. They didn't really. And they, it's sort of insulting to people who watch TV because they've basically said, what you've been watching for years is a load of old cheesy rubbish. In fact, mm. they actually said that in a memo, didn't they, that was mm. leaked to the press. Uh, and by implication, you're all done for having watched it for so long. I mean, it's not really the way to launch a new show, is it? Well, and Mrs. Robinson's well out of it, isn't she? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, yeah. So, um, but uh, <laughs> I see that... Uh, um, what's his face? Dan, the sports presenter, who's quite hungry. Lob. And Dan Lob, the tennis player. He Dan could make it up, could you? He could, yes. <laughs> he could lob it any way he likes. And uh, Kate Garraway uh, were, were, were presenting last week. Uh, ratings were up, uh, as, yeah. as it's, it's been pointed out in the Daily Mail. So whoever's doing uh, Kate Garraway's uh, publicity should, should get a tick for that. Um, Derek uh, Draper, probably. Derek, probably <laughs> Derek Draper. Um, they'll be, they'll, that, that's what'll happen, is Christine will, will go. He, he might, maybe even Charles might as well. There's rumours that they're going to split them up yeah. for a start. And it may be, you know, if it doesn't pick up soon, they'll have to do something radical. It's very serious for ITV because that programme was making them quite good profits. Yeah. It was outside yeah. of the contract rights renewal. And um, it's a sort of classic case. It seems the more you market or relaunch things, kind of the worse it is for you. Mm. Well, anyway, uh, that's it, I think. Have we got anything else to talk about? No. Okay, thanks very much uh, for this week. Uh, that's Maggie Brown, uh, you heard, and also James Robinson and John Plunkett. Thank you very much, all of you. Post your feedback on uh, everything that you've just heard on our blog. That's guardian.co.uk slash media talk, or check us out on Twitter. I- I'm Matthew Wells. Your suggestions for a big night out in the Big, big Apple are most welcome. Media Talk is produced by Ben Green. I'm Matt Wells. Thanks for listening. Bye. <laughs> Don't forget to start your free 14-day trial of audible.co.uk and to download your free audiobook. Head to guardian.co.uk slash audible.